0: Podcast Unlocked, Episode Number Seventy Six. I'm Ryan McCaffrey from IGN Xbox. Joined as always by Mitch Dyer, also of IGN Xbox. That's me. Hi, and the one and only Destin Legary. He only does everything. Sorry, Colin Moriarty. We're from, taking, it we from taking it from beyond because <laughs> I think uh, you know Destin is very every bit as deserving of that. Destin
2: title. not only does everything, but he is exceptional at
0: everything. That's wow. true, and he does it without. Uh, he just cuts through the red tape, and he's just like, no, I'm doing this. Yeah, he's just like, I got and it, get don't worry advent. about it. And it's check. done. <laughs> no problem. There's probably some
2: technical wizardry he's going to perform. I say wizardry, I mean like technical surgery he's going to perform on everything I do from here on out. Yeah. He's going to show up and fix it. Yeah.
3: Anyway, hi, I'm on the podcast. Yeah. I haven't yeah. said anything. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just been like, that's Uh-huh.
0: uh-huh. <laughs> like, say something. So, uh, Halo 4 is the big thing this week. That, hey, came, that came out, is out. finally.
3: That will not leave my Xbox for a while. No, yeah, mine either. That's in yeah. there.
0: It's, it's good to finally have it out in the wild. You know, we've been fortunate enough to be uh, have had access to it for a little while. A little bit. Including, what, starting... I mean, it really started ramping up about two months ago. When I got to go up to 343 yeah. and do a whole bunch of stuff, including, you know, the big thing you guys remember, the, the 10 multiplayer map tours where yeah. we got... Kynan Pearson, the the game's lead multiplayer level designer, to to walk us and talk us through all ten of the core multiplayer maps. And uh, while we were there, I just turned on the microphone, turned off the game, and and asked him a bunch of stuff about about level design and about Halo level design. So I finally thought that this week would be a good time to air that interview. Now that the game is out and you guys can actually play all the maps, uh, you know, it's totally on purpose that I'm airing it this week with the game out, and not at all that I've been too lazy and or too busy (laughs) to edit that interview down. Couldn't possibly be anything (laughs) like that. You know, because I'm a total professional. Yeah. I've got all these things planned out. Brian's got it together. Yeah.
3: I'm still trying to get all my Assassin's Creed stuff done, and then I have Black Ops to cut. How is
0: that possible? That
3: game's 56 hours of
0: footage. Wow. Yeah. So, is yeah. that how long it takes to, to 100% Assassin's Creed 3? 56 well, hours? I didn't
3: get one achievement for the single player portion, and that's like beat somebody in the homestead area at three games. It's the hardest difficulty games. Oy vey. And I'm just like, I'm not doing this off.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's acceptable. So after 56 hours, that was your breaking point? (laughs) The board (laughs) games. The board games within the the video game.
3: Well, it's kind of like the game beats you if you uh, don't get everything. Uh. But I'm just like, yeah, I really don't want to play these stupid board games that suck.
2: We got an email from somebody this week who's like, Mitch and Destin shouldn't be so presumptuous about Assassin's Creed 3. They need to give it a chance instead of playing more than 15 minutes the day it's out. It's like, whoa. Nope. <laughs> we yeah, finished that game a while ago. We get yeah. games early, <laughs> <Yeah. and> I <I've
3: laughs> have ago. a 57-hour game save.
0: <laughs> yeah. so I'm only a little more corrupt. than 15 minutes into it. I've, I'm about, and, I'm, I'm about an hour it. in, yeah. and uh, and it's fine, but it's, yeah, I just want to get to the good stuff, but apparently that good stuff is six hours away.
3: mm mm-hmm. fun. Th- I think this was my, this is going to bring it back. You know, that's what I thought about Assassin's Creed 3, and yeah. it just didn't for me. I'm out.
0: Yeah. I mean, good, good right. game. i like I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I just don't
3: care about the franchise
2: anymore. Well,
0: the, 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 yeah. the, and the, to clarify... Suppressing. To clarify, it's a very good game. It's just we just expected it, and it had been sort of billed as uh, a great game, like a mm-hmm. game of the year sure. contending type yes. game, and it is it is definitely not
2: that. I'm exclusive. actually working on a feature with Keza, our UK games editor right now, but yes. uh, we're doing like a dissenting opinions piece, um, and we're getting a bunch of editors to talk about it, and mine is going to be kind of an argument about why I think the game is Almost bad. I think. It's, oh no! I think it's mediocre. I'm uh, gonna have to. I'm gonna yeah. have to, have I'm a gonna have to build this. a pretty good case. <laughs> yeah, but that's... it's gonna be nice to be able to get those thoughts on paper because I've mostly been keeping them to myself while yelling from my desk while playing it. <laughs> but I
0: haven't been able to write about assassins yet. Well, well I'll, be, I'll be interested to read that. I mean, if you can make a good case, I'd, I'd like to hear it. I have a lot to say, but it is still. God, the I mean. I guess production value can disguise a lot of things, Yes, right? it can. It has ludicrously high production values. Can't re- disguise bad design.
3: The first few days that Mitch and I had with it, we were like, good opening, you know? Yeah. yeah really strong intro. And then it's just like, oh, I'm done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Halo's the big thing. Oh, and um, we all got together and voted for the president of the United States. That I
3: didn't. Also. I could not because I'm not registered in yeah, California. Yeah,
0: Destin and I are – well, are you a citizen? I'm a dual citizen. Dual citizen. Dual, yeah. so you wield power over two democracies.
3: I voted for Clinton.
0: That that was a while ago. And I <laughs>
3: voted against Bush twice. That was now a while ago. Hey, a- for effort. <laughs> but, you vote for Harper? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you... Yeah. Well,
2: I voted for Master Chief. Our Canadian listeners thought that was funny. Nobody else did. <laughs> no one else has any idea what you're <laughs> no, talking they like, about? "Who? Harper? Uh-huh? What's he? What's he the president of?"
0: So anyway, uh, yeah, Halo's out. Elections over, which means from here on out for the rest Halo, of the man.
3: Halo, Halo, Halo,
0: every night. And yep. then, but then there's this little thing called Black Ops Two coming out in a week. Not week's as time. excited.
3: Really. Okay, in Halo, you shoot right. little aliens, you shoot aliens with sniper rifles, they uh-huh. have shields, Got it. they have plasma grenades. Into in it. Black Ops, you shoot dudes with guns. Terrorism. Many, many, many similar-looking people with guns. True. I Ops mean, hey, yeah. terrorists! Terrorize
2: <laughs> this! I mean, Black Ops 2 is at least—I'll give it credit, at least from the outside right now, looking in, looking forward to that game. It looks like it's at least trying to do interesting things, not necessarily uh-huh. with, like— yeah, the enemies, I guess, but like the the setting gives them opportunity to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. The twenty twenty five setting lets them do whatever they want to do with technology, with like drones and mechs, and hey, they clearly have a lot of that stuff going for them early on. Yeah, like that's the stuff they were showing immediately, mm-hmm. and I really hope that they can, you know, push that stuff forward in interesting ways. For gameplay. Here's, I, how,
3: here's how much I'm not interested in Black Ops 2. I could get it on Monday, play through it, and cut the walkthrough. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to take somebody else's footage and edit that just so I don't have to play <laughs> the game. Because <laughs> I, I did the last Modern Warfare, and we get such a short period. Of, we get the game like the day before it comes out, yeah, and we, I have to murder myself. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no pre-release yeah.
0: advanced copies for no. uh, editorial consideration no. on that one. But Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, actually think Black Ops 1... Is the best Call of Duty campaign other than Modern Warfare one? I sort of hold those two way uh, higher than the others. Even now, though, I think Black Ops is arguably the better
2: campaign because I think t- so. At the time, I mean, it, it's had more to learn for. It's had more time to learn. Of course, it's
0: it's more. It's has <laughs> a lot more clarity about sure, it.
2: Yeah, and Modern Warfare, like at the time, was just
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> mind-explodingly
0: what? amazing. Well, mm-hmm. it, in almost literally in the sense of what My, the guy I'm playing as is. Dying in a nuclear fallout explosion. God, yeah, ah, that was so good. What? The oh. same
3: the same way I'm Town on Assassin's Creed, I'm Town on Call of Duty. Mm. I haven't liked the Call of Duty since Call of Duty 2 you're a crazy Not person. Modern Warfare Two. You're a crazy. Just just the, the Xbox 360, 360 launch. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like I I, a thousand gamers scored that. I really like that game. And uh, yeah. And then they did the Modern Warfare thing, and I kind of missed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed the win up mm-hmm. because I was playing Mass Effect or something.
0: And, yeah. Uh, uh, Modern yeah. Warfare Two was almost. Incomprehensible. It was just a bunch of explosions with no story whatsoever. And Modern Warfare Three, I thought was just that game. That campaign played like a game that had that was a Franken game cobbled together by uh, four different development studios after a a massive uh, layoff development shakeup with with the with the Infinity Ward scandal. And yeah, I thought that the campaign in Modern Warfare Three was I, I. Honestly, for considering the circumstances, which of course the average guy paying $60 doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He, he wants. He if he wants, knows at all. Yeah, well, I think he wants and demands a good game, and rightfully so. Sure. But taking into consideration what happened behind the scenes during the development cycle yeah. of Modern Warfare 3, I actually think it turned out pretty good, but it's not uh, hardly a, an amazing campaign. And, and so now, I mean, Black Ops 2, you know, Treyarch has earned. The A Team moniker, uh, Infinity Ward doesn't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't have. I don't mean it like it. Don't don't. No one's no one fancy. Capital I. Anyone, yeah, I mean it is in it the title of A Team. That that title is rightfully held now by by Treyarch.
3: Speaking of a massive gutting and laying out to die mm. of their team, um, what happened to respawn?
0: What do you they're mean? they're well, still they're, just, they're I mean, plugging they're, away. I mean, it's a it's, yeah, what are they doing? It's a next gen first person shooter yeah, of some uh, sort. Okay. Yeah, they they sort of said that in on, on and uh, there were a couple. They did a couple of very odd, like pointless images. I would say, yeah. say ill advised fuzzy images. Like, Look at oh, this oh, blurry colored thing.
2: We're like, okay, yeah, what like, do no, you want just, me to get out of this?
0: Just Vince, Jason, just shh, come back in three years when you have <laughs> yeah. something to show. And I suspect. There's a half decent chance we might hear from them at E3 next year, but it, it might not even be till the following E3. It might not be for even longer. I event. think it'll be next. You know, yeah.
3: it's it's kind of bad that I had to like remember that they, that exists. Yeah. So they have not done a good job of saying like, well, remember. They don't need to worry about it right now, though. Like well, They don't need when, to be in the spotlight when, no. when they launch, do you think people are going to be like, "Who's respawn?" Like, we don't remember. I, I again, think they're going to do. do a, yeah.
0: That yeah they'll they'll do that's up to the marketing people to be like from the creators of Call of Duty sure comes yeah, yeah. new game it's a so. pretty good title yeah new game yeah you know, it's 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 at the menu you click on that <laughs> uh huh they have then... a lot
3: to live up to
0: oh for sure yep yeah.
3: but if it bombs they'll never live it down well we'll see that's a don't the, want to pull a Medal of Honor if you, you know, know what I'm the saying the
0: reality is there it it's almost literally impossible. For them to ever reach that level of success again. I mean, Mod- Call of Duty, in particular, when they took it to Modern Warfare, that's, of course, when it really took off. I mean, it was just – it was the exact right mix of, of game design and technology yeah. and um, – where the market was it just sort of was the perfect storm mm-hmm. and they hit on you know they essentially caught lightning in the bottle let me see how many cliches i can yeah i can throw in. it's a roller coaster ride season. of emotions I, isn't it yeah yeah but no and i mean a mixed bag but really yeah i mean it, it really was just a a once in a lifetime type of deal i mean their next game could be a big hit but there's almost no way it's going to be a, a a call of duty sized so sized hit
3: call of duty seems to be the game that everybody on the internet hates but watches anyway or what, plays anyway. plays
0: and purchases
3: well, and enjoys. What did they do? They impeached it or whatever. <laughs>
0: it's the it's the best no, it's it,
3: the big dog. You know, it's, there was a Call of Duty where they got rid of dedicated servers, so everybody was like, "Oh, I'm b- not going to um, buy it." Modern then,
0: Warfare or not Modern Warfare? Uh, that was a uh, Call of Duty three, I think. One of the Treyarch. Well, so no, a group was 2. started. A group was started on
3: Steam. A group was started on Steam. Oh, that's right. Said, <laughs> That might have uh, been for Modern Warfare 3. Modern, War- yeah. Mo- Modern Warfare 2, I think it 2, was. I it was so. like, we're not going to buy this we're game. We're not going to buy Modern Warfare 2. And then day one, you, s- you look on that group, it's like, what are they playing? They all Every single <laughs> member was playing Modern Warfare <laughs> yeah. 2. So yeah. it's so like, good. you people hate Call of Duty so much, just shut up because you're playing it. Yeah. You know How can you have such a love-hate with that game? <laughs> so it goes. The internet's just pretty crazy. So, it is a crazy yeah. place. It's a wacky place.
0: <laughs> all right, let's take a short musical interlude and come right back with the news
3: IGN Xbox 360 Podcast The podcast on love
1: presents The News Online
0: All right back on the air I suppose though so. we just did a whole show off Oh, off mic we talked about a lot of things that would yeah. have been interesting to record a lot of, sorry a lot of non-games things that no one cares about people so like
3: that stuff we're
0: talking about Some, real life
3: let us know in the comments below you like louis ck we love <laughs>
0: louis you C. want to hear us talk about our night plans
3: i'm not yeah. going they are i'm sad <laughs> just I'm, to catch happy. you up i'm mitch's yeah.
0: date yep. and yes i put out i just want to <laughs> good to know want that you know on the record so this week's news unlocked what is happening, Mitchell? Mass Effect. Tell me about what's happening. Uh,
2: there. Casey Hudson tweeted today that, "Hey, we're making a new Mass Effect game. It's in the early stages, and he was taking uh, feedback on Twitter about what people want." So, oh,
0: no. See, okay. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, remember when you did that <laughs> uh, last time? I'm hopping oh. up on the soapbox. This is me standing on the soapbox. What is Bioware? Why do they continually li- don't feed the Solicit trolls. the fan. Here's the thing. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate comments. Oh yeah, for this. from the people who listen. That before like, you
3: say anything, Casey Hudson started tweeting again after like 262 days of inactivity. Well, of you mean, course. after the
0: Mass Effect Three controversy, yeah, because yeah. he gave up Twitter, shit went down. He's like, no, nope, and I'm apparently out. he has not learned his lesson whatsoever. Clearly, because, yeah. So mm-hmm. here's the thing. Here's why I'm going to get hateful comments for this, but I'm, I'm hear me out. Yeah, so, take him down
3: a peg. Yeah. <laughs> so uh,
0: we are customers, and we are fans of yes. these of of video games that that these talented game developers like Casey Hudson make. We are not game designers. It is up Casey Hudson is the smart one who should trust his creativity yeah to do what he thinks is going to be an interesting game. Crowdsourcing a game from your from your troll fans who complain and bitch and moan is that's going to end up being well not necessary, but that's that's just a recipe for a bad game
2: correct don't hey. listen to us we well he's also they're not gonna they're not gonna take that feedback and use it there's no way well, that the game they're making is not already like in pre-production well, yeah, planned there's out there's a design document but they're but, not gonna be like oh shit you want to do that great idea elcor
3: i want to play as an elcor i want to play
2: as an elcor spy in the citadel only <laughs> never want to leave the Citadel.
3: I just want it to be a political game where you actually play as an Elcor on the council, and you like make really tough decisions. Like people come in and tell you stuff, and then it's just a button mini game. You
2: know what that is? That sounds like an ActRaiser game. <laughs> yeah, you do, that's just that's
0: ActRaiser. I must, I must vote to take away your
1: freedom. Feigned interest. Sadness.
0: I'm
3: concerned about what you're saying. <laughs> concerned expression. <laughs> no, so, that yeah, sounds no, bad. Casey
0: Hudson, stop listening to your fans you yeah. are a game designer a good one you showed that to us with mass effect one and then you started listening to your fans and look where it and it look where you ended up you ended up in a public relations hellscape from which you could really not escape until you uh gave them like two gigs of extra downloadable videos Mm-hmm. That's I wa- what it took to satisfy them.
3: I want to know what happened with the ending. I want to know if uh that was really their original artistic vision no! for the game or if EA was like you need to get this shit done. They
2: were like, "Yo, we are voted the worst company in America. <laughs> sort it out." Yeah. That's what it was.
0: And they but they they Do did you this think?
2: Yes. They There's no this, way uh, those
0: endings were the original vision. If it was, they would have added it. The thing is, though, this mm. isn't just Mass... This is a Bioware issue. They did this with Dragon Age. I mean, Dragon Age 1, people liked it, but they are like... The console players were like, derp, derp, yeah. action, and then they, they totally changed Mass uh, Dragon Dragon Effect... Dragon, Dragon Age 2. Age. And now they're going down that same road. Well, to be fair, the problems with Dragon Age 2 did not have to do with its improved combat. <laughs> no. But I, it's just... Casey Hudson... Trust yourself. It, it'll take you to a good place. We've yeah. seen it. Please, I want to see the
3: design doc with their original ending intent. I bet like, it's exactly what you saw well, on January
2: fifteenth or whenever that game came out.
0: In your Elcor spy game, one of the missions is breaking into Bioware to steal the original design document. <laughs> <It's> thrilling stuff.
3: <laughs> it, it's like a mini game with Elcor, and you can protect the tower. That'd be really cool, right? And then you could have naval. Mi- oh, that's just Assassin's Creed.
0: I like the new naval missions.
3: space missions. <gasps>
0: um, so <sighs> I, I immediately <laughs> leapt up onto the soapbox. So now that I'm now that I'm done on the soapbox, don't box, just stand. Just record just the whole hang show up, up hang there, up here. Yeah, uh, I, I
3: actually like the naval missions in AC3. Me too. But anyway, me too. Yeah.
0: Do, do we care? Do we? Do you guys want more Mass Effect? So I
2: do, but I don't want a shooter. I like if you're going to do a role playing game, I would love for them to do something crazy interesting. With that series uh, related to the kind of the elements that make it special. Yeah. Like that game is so or that series is so driven by politics and espionage the universe and, is cool. Yeah. And there's they so much get... more to it than shooty shooty bang bang. And I don't want that.
3: They need to abandon the characters that they've, you know, got us connected with. One hundred percent. They need every to have, single one behind. They need to jump like twenty thousand years in the future, mm-hmm. or go back before any of those characters, like so a when they first years figure back. out,
0: like first, find like the first citadel. contact. Yeah. And, first what? contact would be great. Yeah, with the what's their faces with the Turians. The Turians.
2: Turians. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd want to play on the Turian side too. Yeah. You're like oh who are these humans yeah. I I that
3: I would play they could bounce back and forth Provided between the human story game. and the turian story yeah. like
0: there's a lot there they could do correct mm-hmm. all right good I'm glad Moving we're up. all on the same page on this
2: next but, up as long as
0: Casey Hudson just again don't listen to me see that was a test that was a test for Casey Hudson paradox we'll see so does happens. he
3: listen to you and not listen to you <laughs> we're in a paradoxical see. situation see he you can't win the ball is in your court hudson don't listen to your fans including me <laughs> <laughs>
2: especially
0: me so do i listen to my fans
3: i don't know what to do
2: december 4th which is the same day i believe far cry 3 comes out in the states um we will see skyrim dlc dragonborn dustin yeah. tell me all about dragonborn
3: well, the Dragonborn DLC for Skyrim lets you ride dragons. I need yeah. to buy
2: it. I don't even like Skyrim. I'm all over it. I want to see people ride a dragon. The
3: whole, the whole hook, though, of the story is that you thought you were the only one, so there's other
0: Dragonborns. And Oh,
2: uh, oh my yeah. God! I don't know what that means! Sounds, sounds
0: like uh, so one you, of them aren't very nice. You're, you're essentially fighting your, your evil twin. Sort of. Can you? So I'm wondering. It's like an '80s Saturday morning cartoon plot. It's,
2: it's He-Man. <laughs> it's straight up He-Man.
3: He-Man so, and Evil Goatee. He-Man. So we
2: saw the footage in the trailer, and it didn't really have a whole lot of dragon riding. In it. Nor did we see what the dragon riding entails. We
3: saw some we, like war, warthog thing riding yeah, too. Yeah, are those mountable?
0: I
2: thought you were, no, we were talking Halo, so.
0: and I was like, what? <laughs> no, no. no. Piggies, the dudes Pigs. ride. Yeah, okay. piggies with tusks, Mitch.
2: Okay. So is there so the dragon riding? Is there combat, or do you just hop on it and that's your fast know. travel? Because that would be yeah, lame.
0: In the know. rewind theater, we did on the trail that I did with uh, Charles Onyet in the trailer uh, of the trailer, rather. I put out the the Devil's Advocate theory that the dragon riding that you see right towards the end of the trailer is a cutscene. And that nope, because there's
3: a cutscene in actually the main story where you do fly away on a dragon. So I don't think they're going to do that again. <laughs> I think you. But here's what I think: you can hop on a dragon and it does all the steering. It decides where you're going to land. And it becomes Panzer Dragoon, and you shoot. And you you <laughs> can uh, like shoot bow and arrows and stuff at enemies. Panzer Dragoon Skyrim, into it.
2: Twenty bucks for so like the DLC. arrow to the knee. It's... Nope. Moving on. Wow, in the you. Sky.
3: you... That news thread just got arrowed to the knee. Moving uh, on.
2: I hate everything about this room. <laughs> Smart Glass is out for iOS. It was actually just an update to the My Xbox Live
0: app, which is why we couldn't find it on the App Store. Yeah. Finally, it, I just got an update on my iPad, and there it was. It magically uh-huh. had transmogrified into Smart Glass. Another Calvin and Hobbes reference. Quite nice. Yeah. I haven't roll. I haven't tinkered with it very much. I
2: toyed with it to just kind of control my Xbox. The actual uh, controlling of your dashboard is a lot smoother than it used to be with those awkward on-screen buttons yeah, and the ABXY and weird yep. places. It's a little easier to navigate. The lag is not nearly as bad as it was. No. But how does it function with uh, – well, you were playing with it today, right, using I, HBO well, Go? Yeah, I
0: just fired up HBO Go, and you have to, like, s- dra- swipe and drag around. Am, and you guys are really selling me, I just want to say. I I, <laughs> I, I I was confused by how to navigate with it. There was there were no instructions. I, and no, yeah. it, it just wasn't clear and I wasn't quite sure.
2: I That's like, the biggest problem just use is use a controller. there's C- no guys. clarity with it at all. There's no – so it works a lot like the My Xbox Live
3: app. You can scroll through your Hold on list, a second. your games. Can you guys explain something to me? What is Smart Glass? Is it just a – So Smart
2: Glass is your Xbox 360 second screen experience. Okay. You use it. so the big it's deal your is Wii
0: U experience on your iPad. Yeah. So iPad. It, it, or uh, Android device. So Smart that's Glass what is, I thought. is
2: available for Android, Windows devices like the Surface, and now iOS. The big deal is it came out on iOS. Yay! Those of us with devices that everybody already owns can use it. So I can use it on my iPhone. So yeah, yes. you can update your app or download Smart Glass from the App Store,
0: and then you can interact with your 360 using your phone or iPad. Including, which is cool. Mitch, wow. tell, us, tell us about you. You actually, you you're the only one of us so far that's seen an actual implementation of this with dance central three I, yeah i Explain. saw it with that i used it with a video game oh yeah that's right
2: um yeah it's it's really simple input in dance central it's very clearly um the first experiment with like hey what can we do with this it's sure. simple what can we do to integrate it i While actually developers kind of figure out the extent to which they can make it function but it's basically just like a karaoke set list where two people are dancing other people in your fantasy house party where you have a room big enough for people to play connect. And friends. Yeah.
1: Fantasy hey, friends.
2: <laughs> yeah, so you can queue up Macarena like nine times in a row to troll your friends. Uh oh. you you basically just build set lists for them. So you can right. say, okay, Which you is can cool. you make a playlist. Yeah. Like, That's cool. I yeah. like that. And it, it functions in a way that your friends can be like, no, I don't want to play Macarena, I don't want to play YMCA. Or they say, Hey, this is a good song. I want to play this song with this mode. They can yeah. change the mode. You could be you could be up there playing, dancing in front of the screen yeah. and be like,
0: hey, queue up uh the hustle next. Exactly, and yeah. So,
2: it just it simplifies the process of, like, scrolling through a set list. Yeah. You just have somebody on an iPad going, yep, this, followed by this, followed yeah. by this. Followed so we this. saw
3: this at a Just Dance party. Dance like Central. The, whatever dance central party and uh it was the same thing so we would walk yep. up to a lady she'd be like what song do you want oh we want this song what mode do you want you mode and she'd hit she would put it in hit enter and be like all right you're queued up you're up next
2: yep shoots it straight to the yeah. xbox it's instant it's really yeah. simple um it's just not a terribly interesting use of smart glass and i think we're going to start seeing developers really figure out what they can do with
0: it in the coming months how long before a zombie U gets ported <laughs> right we'll see um how about um uh, guesstimates a year well Probably. never because it's published
2: by Nintendo and has U in the title. Well, it's like co-published by Nintendo, <laughs> I think. Nintendo. U, U is v- in the title.
3: Okay.
0: Well, Moving we saw the, the tech demo from E3 uh, showed like being able to accept match requests and stuff in Halo yeah. 4. So it's like using
2: it, it as your like home button. Yeah. Basically. So
0: that could be interesting.
2: It functions with Halo 4 as well. Um but it's it basically just boots waypoint. Oh yeah. yes.
0: So you can watch your terminal yeah, I can eat
3: Doritos on my Smart Glass tablet and get double XP while owning noobs. Stop it. poning <laughs> noobs. The issue with Smart
2: Glass is, like, you we're, we're, we're still figuring it out. We've only tinkered with it a little bit. But the issue that I have is that it's just not clear, like, what can use it. So I tried right. to, as far as I understood it, Xbox Music was also a mobile app, which is apparently not the case. I have no idea how to use Xbox Music on my phone. And I I'm using my 30-day trial, so maybe that's the problem. <laughs> but I, there's no indication that any game that i am playing or have in my library cooperates with smart glass. Well so good. i don't i don't know like do i just load up a game and hope? I don't know.
3: It's confusing. Can i do the next story? Please do. Please do. I want to read the really depressing one. Oh, so man. THQ's in huge trouble. Uh, they had one big saving grace, uh, South Park. It's now been delayed
0: along with uh, everything else yeah, that they had in the yeah. metro
3: and company of heroes also got delayed. Mm-hmm. So they're in rough shape. They're, I don't I don't know how they're staying they're, afloat. Their, their so it's
0: stock been, is has plummeted over 50% since so okay, I guess we should back up a second. They had a conference call, yeah. one of their quarterly investor calls. Mm-hmm. And they canceled. So at the end of uh, the conference call, there's always a and A for investors that are on the line. I they inquire say, about like, hey, when yeah, what's Did going you guys nail down a date for this so yeah. we can get an idea of where our money is going? They they canceled that Q and A portion and said we don't have enough money to our we've contr- we've cons- we've contracted a. Uh, Probably less evil Bain Capital. I'm not sure <laughs> what, sort of, what sort of company. No, they, no. Seriously, they so they hired a consulting firm to try and help them uh, find some money, find some investors. Yeah. And That company said uh, you probably shouldn't take any questions on this because you won't. They, nobody's going to like the answers. And then the next day, the stock tanked fifty percent, and it's now barely worth. It's just over a dollar. The next how low... day,
3: because they didn't take questions. Yeah,
0: because well, because it, their earnings it, called. I mean, it, it was a disaster.
2: Yeah, there's no information about what they're worth. Which we found out now, that company is worth $8.4 8. Yeah. dollars. That's, million. We could kickstart that. Yeah, yeah, own that's THQ. Not a lot.
0: They they Scary. got that much for uh, the Ouya, right? <laughs> <I>
3: <laughs> yeah, think. actually, Ouya yes. got more than that. I think. Yeah, yeah it got ten million there. dollars. Ballpark. Yeah.
0: Wow. So well, um, at least the
3: double fine did.
0: No, do- double no, they fine. they got like was 4, Three point three.
3: Uh, okay. That's really but, scary for those guys. I feel bad for anybody. No, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. This is, is like a really legitimately bad situation. So here's man. the thing. When, is, when, is, when I did a new show, I would never do stories about companies in trouble just because it's depressing. There's nothing well, fun about that. No, there's yeah. not, but it's it's yeah.
0: relevant to our listeners. Oh, absolutely. Yes, 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 it, it is. is. This company has a lot of talent within it and a lot of great IPs and brands. Saints, Saints Row, Row Darksiders. Their, Darksiders is a um, good brand. Warhammer 40K. Uh, Warhammer. Whether Space Marine or Dawn one. of War or Dark Millennium. Sure. And uh, they've had they have this South Park RPG in the queue with Obsidian. All right, guys. I, got, I got to ask this: right. Is this the next Midway? I, can't, I, I mean, well, that's a very real possibility. I am not a financial guy, but they're they're actually on the verge of being delisted from the Nasdaq. And if that happens, you're pretty much screwed because your your stock is worthless. It can't be traded, and then your company has no value. Mm-hmm. Um, they and they've already dodged this bullet once before when their stock was on the verge of being so worthless that they were going to get delisted they did a uh i don't understand this stuff too well they did a reverse stock split which sort of artificially is that like like doubling down in blackjack yeah pretty much (laughs) i think okay in, in general terms that me an idiot can That's understand. where my layman brain goes. <clears throat> yeah, that's essentially what it was. So now they can't do that again. I mean, that's right. They've played that card to stick with your analogy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they're they're in real bad shape. And I don't, you know, I don't know if if it's even possible for them to recover from this. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, if, I mean, I guess what they would need is, uh, for their next games to come out, which, as you said, Destin. They've delayed South Park by a couple months. They've delayed Metro. Um, so South Park and Metro, and what was the other Company one? Company Heroes of Heroes. Too. Those were all due out in the first quarter. Um, and those, I'm I, the way I interpret it is that they've been delayed because they, the, uh, f- as a strategy, meaning the first quarter is so packed. Yeah, you've got Gears of War, God of War tomb raider dead space crisis uh, crisis bioshock all these games um
3: they're gonna own the december to january (laughs) 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 market
0: that's far cry's tactic (laughs) i think they just looked at it and went well we could put these games out and you know stop end development and stop having to pay for them and have them start making us money but we run the risk of getting buried in this crazy first quarter that's even busier than the christmas uh, holiday season we're Mm -hmm. going through right now so i think they've decided all right let's we're gonna we're gonna spend the extra couple months of payroll and costs and put these out you know once things quiet down a little bit and hopefully recoup uh you know reap a bigger reward of course at that point they risk running into Rockstar and yeah. in Grand Theft Auto yeah. 5.
3: Yeah, speaking of, let's not end on THQ. Let's talk about Grand Theft Auto 5. Let's no, do it talk about it next week. Next week. Because ah, we are going to have, we so we have next a week. lot of
0: coverage. Uh, so right. stick to the IGN all next week, Monday through Friday. We've got Grand Theft Auto 5 stuff coming every day. Trailer, hand, uh, not, um, eyes on, preview, interviews. We've Rewind got, Theater on the trailer. Yeah, we're going we to be taking it. questions for like, Four hours a lot of stuff we'll be
3: impersonating the characters from the game on podcast unlock next week is this true <laughs> no i'm just okay. making shit
0: up
2: i love well, that you know, idea let's you've committed so. to it Destin. that's what we're doing uh
0: so yeah so gta 5 on next week and we'll discuss it on next week's show and in the meantime mitchell hi what can we spend our money on this week halo 4 is out this week
2: oh my god
0: Er-mer-gerd.
2: so <laughs> ryan's note here is does anything else even matter uh, eh, it, get looking at the rest of this list No So let's talk about <laughs> Halo 4 for a minute Hey, that game's out. Sixty dollars. Halo Four. You can't really get the limited edition. No, don't gone. worry about that. I did so. Oh, uh, you drove <laughs> two hours in. to get it. You crazy? Here's person. Not worth it.
3: This is really funny. So I forgot I pre-ordered the limited edition, and I was I moved to the city, right? Oh, so no. I was moving all my pre-orders. No, oh, like, no. Oh, you have a limited edition here. Uh, we actually can't move that, or you'll lose oh, it. And it's no. like, oh, I'll be there to get it. <laughs> so <laughs> don't even so, challenge so, me. So you
0: you do you realize that you spent in gas money? <laughs> You you've essentially uh, public transportation. Don't forget. Okay, but yeah, yeah uh, you've probably time is money, son. Any any value that was saved by buying that is gone. You just have a bunch of papers and Spartan books now, which I'm going to create a video feature about. With I know you are, and so, it's going to be yeah. rad. <laughs> so so the, I'm good. The rest of the yeah. games on this list. So I
2: I've heard of Mass Effect trilogy because that's three Mass Effect games, one box. I assume sixty dollars. Forty. Forty. What? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Wait. Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3.
0: I better double Destin's check that. going to research. Yeah, I, uh, I thought... See, I, I, I always yeah. note the prices here if they're not 60. It's possible that I missed that one. Yeah. But well, anyway... So, I mean, that's three incredible games for whatever that yeah, price is. If you haven't worth it. played Mass Effect, if you've never hopped into the series, this is a perfect excuse yeah. to do so.
2: Does it come with all the DLC, some of the DLC? There was some conflict about that know. when they announced it. It, it does, comes does, with it, some, it, certainly. No,
3: it comes with pieces of the DLC. We actually have a wiki where I broke down exactly what every version of the game comes with. The 360 people get boned. They get it the worst. <laughs> well, well, we didn't get, get the like first. Game they get like nothing. They get like nothing 5 years yeah. ago. We, actually,
2: yeah. that's worth noting too. If you, I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably own an Xbox, but if you own a PlayStation and not an Xbox like this is the first and only opportunity you're going to have to play uh, the original Mass Effect on the PlayStation. The one. Mass Effect Trilogy one. is fifty nine ninety nine. dollars 99 I Okay, was $6.00. That's Still
0: totally worth it. Yeah. Yes. Every cent. Because it's, 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 it's 100 hours uh, mm. plus. Oh, 100 least. plus hours yeah, in correct. that box. And you could make it double that. You could. PS3 version December 4th. I'm actually really
3: excited to play Mass Effect 1 on the PC, or PS3, because I want to see how it holds up in comparison to the
0: 360 that I've played through 900 times. Yeah, the question and, you know, for playstation owners is you know will the will the port be good will we, mass effect one because when mass effect we 1, are
3: reviewing that by the
0: way oh yeah. So, when, yeah when mass effect one came out for xbox 360 it was a phenomenal game but um the frame rate was rough and the loading times were horrible oh, so yeah. i wonder if either of those things have been addressed and cleaned uh, up for uh texture issues for the, yeah, for the, for the ps3 version yeah hopefully well, anything else to buy mitch
2: I don't know. You decide if you want to get NASCAR the game inside line. I've never heard of this game until this point. I'm
0: Dale Earnhardt Jr. and I support this. Of course you do. huh
2: oh, Nickelodeon Dance 2. I saw this oh, on finally our... Finally, the sequel. Our managing editor, Steve Butts, had this on his desk and it like... <laughs> and he just It laughed. caught me so off guard that I like stumbled when I saw it. It's like Dora the Explorer the dancing game. <laughs> I, it's a 2K game. Like, I didn't know 2K did dance games. Nevermind huh. made sequels to them. But here we are. Midway
0: Arcade Origins for $30. That's 30 classic 30 arcade games. 30 games. 30 that's straight awesome. arcade ports. Yeah, I, I played a little bit of this. One of them is 720. We'll have a review of that up on Monday on oh, IGN. Wait, wasn't 720 the one where you need like the skateboard peripheral? No, no. Uh, it's a crazy controller, though. Remember, these were all arcade cabinets. Mm-hmm, oh, okay. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah, no skateboard peripherals.
2: So, XBLA, I mean, Toad Jam and Earl Ryan finally out. Yeah, 10 bucks, two games. Ah! I guess that's a thing. Uh, that's part of the Sega Vintage Collection. That's one of many coming, I assume. Yeah, dude, Toe Jam and Earl, hell yeah! You, you went off about we that. We had that a little whole bit.
0: discussion about
3: this.
2: Yeah, and we got a lot are. of
0: support. We got Did a lot. We? Of, we got a mad respect from our listeners right, so nice. We're like Toe Jam and Earl. Woo!
2: Ryan, you're reviewing uh, this game, Karatika, Karateka, Karatika. Karatika?
0: Uh, see, yeah, it's right, it has to be Karatika because the game is no. about friggin' karate. Karateka, so, straight from so this game. Quick background. This game is uh, a remake of Jordan Meschner's first ever game. Jordan Meschner is the guy who created Prince of Persia and, in fact, still works on Prince of Persia. He even worked on the film, the Jerry Bruckheimer, Jake Gyllenhaal film. So Meschner, he's remade this game for Xbox Live Arcade, PSN, PC, and iOS for pretty much any platform. And, yeah, so it's the same core game, but obviously, of course, completely new art. And it's it's very it's an interesting game in that it's it's like thirty to forty minutes long. You start at point A and you fight your way up in these one on one battles up to the the palace to rescue your true love, this um girl named Oreos? No, not Oreos. Oreo. Oh. <laughs> that that would I've met I met a dog named Oreo once. But That's like I a just, lady.
3: I just I'm thinking about Oreos now.
0: now anyway, I, I can't remember her name, but. Um, so, and, but the idea is you have to, you try to do it as, as perfectly as possible right. and as quickly as possible. So, so that is the, that is the, the draw of it. And yeah, I, I played through it one and a half times this afternoon, and I want, I, I need to play several more times to try and do better and get the achievements and get a better feel for it. But it is definitely. Uh, a, a different experience so give the give the trial version a shot and i'm gonna have my review up soon as i can hopefully not by the time you hear this but no. soon both those games are 10 bucks uh the
2: demos this week are both kind of family friendly affairs with disney epic mickey 2 and f1 race stars i've played neither
3: i've played neither good talk i'm interested in that karatika game
0: oh Just, I, that's right i was gonna tell you the pronunciation <laughs> right. so right straight from meshner it's karateka karateka Right. should have went with Karadica. I know it. it Karatica, is, Karatica Karatica is the most is like, like thought it was.
2: Yeah, that's that's the easiest on the ears. Can we just mm-hmm. call it
0: Karadica? Yeah, we could. We're just not around Jordan Meshner. <laughs> yeah. All right, video it's games. My game. Call it how I say. Let's talk no. to. All right, so Kynan yeah, let's. Uh, we will come right back here. We've got about a twenty-seven minute chat with Kynan Pearson, the lead multiplayer map designer on Halo Four. He's he's a guy. He's a, a veteran guy. It's got a lot of interesting things to say about about designing Halo 4 multiplayer maps. So, hope you enjoy that interview, and we'll come back after that with... uh, See the unlock block. With, with, yeah, with maybe a trivia question. Maybe. Or will we? This is the feature segment of the podcast Unlocked. We have taken the podcast on the road this week. I have a producer, Sean Finnegan, sitting over there. It's it's all professional and we are at 343 Industries up here in Kirkland, Washington, a lovely suburb of Seattle on uh, what's turned out to be an awesome day. It's weird, it's it's awesome every time I come up here. I don't know how that works, the the whole reputation for rain thing, but we're at 343, we're doing some Halo 4 stuff, and I'm sitting here with Kynan Pearson, the lead multiplayer level designer on uh, Halo 4. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So uh, we're here. If, you, if you've if you been paying attention to our Halo 4 coverage on IGN, we've just finished filming uh, developer commentaries with you. you. You gave us a guided behind-the-scenes uh, tour of, of all ten Halo 4 multiplayer maps. And uh, I've already learned a lot, and I already feel like I've got a little bit of an edge over everybody else for, like, the first 24 hours or so before everybody catches up to me. But, kind of, you know, I've never met you before. Um, you're a you're a name that's well. I mean, everybody's name's at 343. Almost everybody's name at 343 is is pretty new to the Halo community because 343 is of course uh, new to, to handling the franchise. So I'm curious. You know, how did you how did you come to 343? What is what is your background in the games industry?
1: Uh, so I originally got started at Iguana in Austin, and I was at Iguana for about four years. Like Iguana, the guys
0: that uh, did. My Genesis and Super NES versions of, of NBA Jam, Iguana.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Worked on the Turok series, um, a bunch of different games, NFL Quarterback Club, um, and Vex. And uh, after uh, I left Iguana, I went to work for Retro Studios for about seven and a half years, and I worked on the Metroid Prime games and on Donkey Kong Country Returns. Those and are
0: those are two triple A. I mean, those are two of the finest games on, on the Nintendo console of that time. I mean, that's. That's, uh, that's rather impressive. Were you doing level design on those games?
1: Yeah, I, I did level design on uh, all of them, in fact. I did a bunch of level planning, level design on, on uh, the Metroid Prime games, and then I was co-lead and lead level designer on uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns. Um, after those games closed out, uh, there was an opportunity at 343. Uh, basically, I got recruited. Um, when I saw some of the talent that was working at 343, uh, specifically, just a lot of the people that had come over from other studios that I'd always wanted to work with. I thought it was a great opportunity to, to come over. And um, while I had the opportunity to work on sci-fi with the Metroid Prime series, yeah. um, I've always loved Halo. And I was a huge fan of like Halo uh, from the beginning. And I wanted to have the experience of working on a new Halo title with these amazing people that I, that I knew were here. Uh, so I took advantage of that and, and came down.
0: So while you're working on Metroid Prime, or maybe even some of the Iguana stuff, were you were you just, uh, after hours, were you guys off playing Halo 1 System Link Multiplayer?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, when Halo 1 came out, it basically shut down uh, Acclaim Studios Austin. <laughs> <laughs> we had all of the, the Xboxes over the network because, you know, the, the whole place was, was rigged up to have... Uh, high speed connections so yeah. we were just all LAN all like for four hours a day basically playing Halo multiplayer playing it um, just together it was it was an awesome experience and, and it was one of those things that you know uh, is <laughs> a large part of the reason why I'm here is Halo was amazing and just having all of that experience and just enjoying the Halo multiplayer uh, and knowing that Halo is is one of the first person shooter series where it's just like it's kind of the Bible for first-person shooters for me, in terms of the enjoyment that I've gotten from it and what I look at in the design of those games. So,
0: you know, you, I'm I'm a person that has been playing Halo multiplayer since Halo One, and I'm but I'm coming at it from a fan. Wow, this is just fun. The vehicles in a first-person shooter. This works amazing. What as as a guy who's already a game developer, playing it while you're working at another game development studio. What is it you saw in Halo that that, draw, that drew you to it from a from a design perspective?
1: Um, this is definitely a conversation that can go on for a long time. I got, all, I have all day. <laughs> I literally have all day. All right. Well, um, Halo, just in almost every aspect of its of its existence, like just the level design of Halo is is really good because it, you know. Facilitates on foot uh, gameplay as well as the vehicles, so there was a variety there that hadn't existed prior and in a lot of regards Uh, Just being able to get into a warthog and drive over hills, and it's got the low gravity So when you're airborne it feels like the slow-motion sequence out of of a movie (laughs) Um, that was always just Really appealing and even just seeing the trailers for Halo 1 before Halo had come out um, It already just had this appealing universe music is incredible and it and Sound plays a huge factor in any game. So just the sound of Halo 1 uh, was incredible in any number of of ways. Uh, But in general, the fact that they kind of distilled it down and made a first-person shooter on console that worked and was new because of the choices that they made in terms of how many weapons you could carry. yeah, um, Just the... The trinity of things you could do between melee, throwing grenades, and having guns available at all times so that you could just switch between those gave the game a dynamic that was closer to a fighting game than it was mm. first-person shooters at the time just because the choices you could make were instantaneous but the game was slow enough that you had to strategize uh, the choices that you were making and you, had, you could recognize when enemies or players were moving uh, and what they were doing because there was a consistent movement speed across everything. And the lower gravity also meant that you could do things like jump and shoot at the same time, or just uh, track a target, like if you were playing multiplayer and somebody leaped, you knew exactly where they were going, what they yep. were doing. But the other thing, and this is kind of where the magic comes in, was the aim assist. Just yes. having the sticky aim and the aim assist.
0: But not too much, right?
1: Yeah, well, it was pretty strong in Halo 1, and it kind of had to be for the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you played any of the other first-person shooters that were on console, Outside of Goldeneye, Goldeneye even had a little bit of it, but you'd get the overcompensate, undercompensate. When you were leading a target and you'd constantly swing past them and you'd swing back, trying to get back on them, but you'd swing past them again. And because Halo had this, this stickiness on the reticle, it meant that you did what you felt you were doing. Yeah. Like you weren't failing because you know you were constantly overcompensating, undercompensating, trying to lead somebody and just missing. You were actually sticking onto them, but you didn't feel like you were being helped. Right. It was just helping you, and it was seamless to the experience. It was guiding you in such a way where you felt really empowered, like you were doing these amazing things, and you were. But um, it was just guiding you ever so slightly.
0: Now you mentioned, uh, you know, you've you mentioned a lot of sort of game design things, but as a level designer who spent <laughs> half your working day at Iguana <laughs> playing playing Halo multiplayer, uh, everybody has their favorite Halo maps. At, how about for Halo 1, And in that time, when you're first getting sucked into the game, what, which of those multiplayer maps from Halo 1 were, did you guys play a lot? Which ones, which ones jumped out at you, a level designer?
1: Um, for the most part, it, it's like, there's so many different things about uh, the various levels, and I think that they had a really good variety of levels. Um, so it's really difficult to choose any one but just kind of going, uh, just discussing three of them. Hang em High was oh, yeah. great because it was a level that you couldn't comprehend would actually work. Like it looked like it was a test level in terms of just a bunch of different mishmashed components uh, that made every single area that you were at and having encounters dynamic because it constantly changed the way that you played. And it meant that you could play different styles by using different areas of the map. Um, and getting to know the nuances of the system and the fact that you had the Halo pistol which was dominant Mm -hmm. for long range and and, and it was a great weapon but like that level that level is um, it's crazy that it works and so it was one of those things where you couldn't you can't piece you couldn't reconstruct it you couldn't do it intentionally uh, just because it's almost I mean it's just it's unbelievable in a lot of regards uh, Beaver Creek, though, Beaver Creek is great for a competitive map. It's small scale. I love, you know, 4v4 yep. um, and even doing things uh, smaller scale than that, 1v1, 2v2. Um, but that was, that was a map that just kind of, it worked in so many levels and it, and it had, um, you know, you had verticality to it, but because the movement speed of all the characters was slow and because uh, of the understandable nature of the entire sandbox, um, it just worked really well. And the third one is uh, Blood Gulch. That, it
0: had to be. There is no <laughs> other proper answer.
1: So uh, Blood Gulch is a really interesting map because uh, a lot of times people can complain now about having super long lines of sight where you can have sniper dominance and, and some things like that. But before people knew exactly what Halo was and how everything worked, yeah. it is an incredible testbed map for just enjoying vehicles. Because you can get in a Warthog and just drive across the hills and it's just... it's. It's great because it showed off everything that Halo did well. You didn't have to worry about you know, hitting uh, obstacles or anything or driving around stuff. Right. Uh, but it also gave you ample opportunity for having cover uh, from the bases just by running between the, the hill structures and all that. Um, and the other thing, though, outside of just level design, something that is amazing about Halo is the clarity of the experience. And it's, you always know uh, who you're shooting at where they're at, they stand out in the environment. So, it's it's um, great because at its most basic level, it's just the pure experience of of this competitive match between people. But there's nothing getting in the way of understanding where and what someone's doing. It's just absolutely clear. You had vibrant colors. You know the separation between just like the grass um, and seeing somebody uh, sitting out there. It's like they, they stood out like a sore thumb. and that's
0: So do you have a preference then of, uh, as, you know, as you go into Halo 4 and you're designing levels of Halo 4, of do you prefer on-foot versus vehicle? What, what's your personal uh, preference?
1: Um, it changes day to day. It yeah. depends on what I'm in the mood for, and that's one of the things that I really like about Halo is it provides the opportunity to have both of those experiences. Um, I, I always love small-scale, symmetrical, competitive maps. I love things that um, that allow you to have uh, a very even and understandable uh, competition. Um, and so, in that regard, uh, I sometimes skew more towards on foot, uh, just in my personal play, but I really do love the fact that Halo has the entire vehicle sandbox available, and, and driving around in Warthog, Warthog is easily the best, like, first-person shooter vehicle that I can think of in existence. um, And it's a a great vehicle in that it promotes teamwork, and um, it feels drifty. It's like the funnest Jeep to drive around that you could possibly imagine. And, you know, just having to work as a team. You've got a gunner, but driving you can still splatter. You have lots of hang time when you go over hills. Um, So, yeah, I, I... I like vehicle maps in that it's a massive differentiator for for Halo specifically, but also just for the variety of experience you have. Like, it's great to run around on a map and be able to be effective on foot but be able to take a vehicle from somebody or uh, engage a vehicle that's approaching you. And that's part of that Halo sandbox magic where, you know, if a Warthog's coming at me and I throw a grenade, I have a a general idea of what's going to happen, but the specific details of how it unfolds (laughs) Is based on any number of factors between yep. like, just the way that the physics are going to cause the vehicle to bounce, depending on the exact location that the explosion goes off. And so sometimes I'm playing, and you know, I'll throw a grenade, and it'll hit, and the Warthog will go flipping through the air upside down. And while it's flipping through the air upside down, I'm you know hitting somebody with the pistol while they're driving, and I take out the driver. Or maybe it like ricochets into the air, and it's flipping erratically, and it bounces off of a tree and comes back and splatters me. <laughs> I don't know the exact result, but it still makes sense when it happens. Yes, And so um, that's definitely something that I I look forward to in Halo matches and and that I try and provide opportunities for when designing vehicle-based maps, is making sure that, you know, the sandbox moments that create those little individual stories that people tell to each other that are these amazing minor Halo moments, um, that those can happen and that the maps support those.
0: So as you're, you know, you you obviously, You've been a game developer for a long time, but uh, before 343, you've, you've been a Halo fan. More than, you know, you haven't been a Halo developer until now, so um, what, are, what are some of the other, in the, in the preceding Halo games, up till, till you enter the picture with 4, what are some of the, your other favorite Halo multiplayer maps from, you know, 2, 3, and uh, Reach?
1: Yeah, so um, I think, in general, one of my favorite maps of all time is Lockout. Um, and that kind of goes in support of the, the small-scale yes. uh, team combat, which is, is great. But just the that was one of those things where the, the routes and the weapon spawns and everything worked so well together with just the entire player package. Jump heights were all measured, and you could do some amazing things. Um, and it was just really competitive, really fun, and really clear. And it was also forerunner in structure, so it, it had this, this theme that just felt really epic and good. Um, Zanzibar, always a favorite. Definitely love that uh, giant moving element in the map. I think that that's something that that has stuck with me uh, in my career and is something that that stands out in my memory as just being a great moment. Um, Valhalla is definitely one from Halo Three that I think is is an awesome, maybe uh, a little underrated map. too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I actually feel like it's a very popular map, and and it's one of the things that it's very traditional and classic in in regards to. Uh, it's an evolution of the concepts in um, Blood Gulch and Hemorrhage. Yeah. It's almost like where those, those maps needed to go with the sandbox. Um, and yeah, it gives you great vehicle routes, long lines of sight, but also plenty of cover. Um, other Halo maps, I, I actually really like Guardian. And Guardian is kind of a, a conceptually similar to Lockout, though dramatically different in its execution. Right. Um, but yeah, Guardian's a, a great map from, from Halo 3. Um, yeah, I think in general there's, been, there's there's a ton of maps and there's a ton of things that you can learn from each of them but even if you're looking at maps that seem like they might potentially be flawed because they're one-sided, so let's just take something like Sword Base from Reach sure. where you have the green lift uh, and you have that room up at the top uh, where the map almost dissolves down into controlling that floor and that area, but it's because of that flaw in the map which isn't really a flaw because it defines the character of the map and it gives you something that you want to achieve and something to fight over and something where you know everyone is rallying towards that point. Um, So I can't say that like it's very difficult to to, um, call out specific maps just because all of them provide something. And there's something very memorable about um, a lot of the maps in, in Halo, even some of the more underrated and underplayed maps, uh, just because it's the variety of the maps overall right. um, that that make the game shine and show off all of the elements in them so when you're when you're hired at
0: three four three to work on Halo 4 and you start you get in there, you get into the tools is there anything that uh, now that now that you're on the inside looking out as opposed to the outside looking in that surprises you about about Halo, when, when you have the tools in your hand and you start, you start trying to actually create Halo for multiplayer maps instead of just play them as a fan?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, making games is always a I don't want to say a difficult process, but it, it is because there's hundreds of factors that go into anything that you do. Oh yeah, so a level in specific, um, not only do you have to take into account all of the other levels that you're going to be creating. But also the dynamic nature of the tuning and changes that happen to things like uh, movement speed, jump height, even the fact that players can tune those. Um, The other thing is just the weapons. And the dynamics of all of these systems work so closely together that if one thing skews or one thing changes, it can change the entire dynamic around how a level plays. Spawn points, for instance. Like, just the placement of spawn points can change dramatically how a level plays and functions. Um, And making minor alterations to that can, can alter um, a map's flow, like just what areas people use. So when designing maps and kind of looking at that, you have to look at um, a multitude of areas. One, so well, sorry, go ahead.
0: Does Forge then, uh, does it make you cringe a little inside because people can go in there and tweak all that stuff and, and completely change the, the flow that you've, you've laid out?
1: Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I think Forge is actually a great opportunity for people to to make adjustments to the levels to suit their play needs as well as just sometimes people will do amazing things that you don't anticipate. Yeah. So more often than not it's it's just allowing people to have that opportunity to to do tweaks and custom uh, game options and and alter things means that more stuff can happen with the level. So it opens up opportunities. And, you know, if, if something's not working out, it's not like people are going to play it over and over and over. Uh, people tend to move towards the things that that work better and that those are the things that become more popular just through word of mouth. If if you create a variant and it's really fun, then people are going to play it and talk about it, yeah. so... Yeah. No, when, when you know, when you're making Halo 4's multiplayer maps,
0: um, I'm sure the, you know, the, the creative process is not an exact science. How many, how many maps do you sketch out or maybe even actually go ahead and build and play test that, that end up uh, on the cutting room floor that you end up not using for, for one reason or another?
1: Um, well, I guess I can't talk about the specific details of, like, quantities. Sure, um, sure. But just in general, it's kind of like you know early on whether a map can work or not. So um, just in the map design process... Um, in general, just on any project, you'll, you'll tend to put together multiple things and just gravitate towards the things that work better. Yeah. Um, and the things that, that people can agree on are, like, uh, positive. So, um, personally, I, I think that as long as you have a solid design foundation, when you begin building a level, you, you can make something work. Um, you don't have to do hundreds of variants and then throw them away. If you know what you want and you know how to make it and you kind of have an understanding of of just general concepts of flow and things not to do, then you can use your judgment to, to build something that works. So you don't even have to throw away anything. Uh, but that being said, it's kind of like, um, you're always gonna build levels that you don't end up using. Yeah. If, if just for the fact that you don't have time to finish as many, because mm-hmm. it's it's faster to mock up levels um, than it is to build something and polish level and, and, and uh, take it through to final content, because Another thing that people don't get is that lots of people are involved in the process. And any of the factors that happen along the way can change or alter something. And all of that stuff still needs to be play tested and evolved over time. So even if um, I build a map uh, in mock-up form, uh, that map has to go through a concept. And then that map then gets built um, by the the level artists. And the level artists will add their own embellishments and do their own things. And multiple people might work on it. But then that might introduce elements that need to be refined and tested and redesigned or altered. Um, and then you've got just everything, all the supporting uh, people like that, that do uh, the sound work or particle effects, all the scripting to make sure that the, the uh, spawn points and everything work out. So a ton of people touch a map. Um, and so you also want to be positive that the thing that you've got is great before you get started on handing that off to make yeah. sure that. Going through that entire process, what you end up with is something that that is worthy of the game.
0: Without necessarily naming names, do you uh, you know do you think that is there a map? You never know, I guess, till it gets out in the community and people start playing it. But is there a map uh, in the Halo Four uh, map complement that you think maybe is your Lockout or your Blood Gulch?
1: Um, I ultimately think that's up to players to define, because you know uh, being close to a project, like I have a good idea. But it's not something that I want to call out because it's not, it's not my place to say what's good or not. It's really yeah. the players that are going to define what they like and, and what they kind of uh, want to elevate to um, being their favorites.
0: If there's a map that when Halo 4 comes out that, that people just overwhelmingly flock towards and, and favor... Is that a success for you, or is that a failure that maybe you, you know, there, there, was ju- there was just one that people love more than all the rest? So I guess I'm kind of curious, where, where, how do you look at that a situation like that? I'm sure it won't happen, because Halo, there, it's, oh, there's always, and you guys are pros, you've obviously you've already laid out your resume, you've been doing this for a long time, but, but if, if one emerges just really above all the others, is that, is that a good thing or a bad thing?
1: Um, in general, I think it's always a positive thing for people to enjoy anything um, just because there's so many random factors involved in, in anything that can happen uh, on any project, really. Yeah. So um, succeeding overwhelmingly in one regard um, is a positive just because every map is made with specific purposes. So if a map becomes incredibly popular or is, is something that um, is overly successful, there's reasons why it was created that way, and so it means that that can happen again, even yeah. if it's in different ways. So it's always great to see uh, where people put their attention or what people enjoy because that's just another way of refining things in the future.
0: So um, you mentioned you know you were down in Austin before you got recruited to 343 up here in the Seattle area. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, I believe Max Hoberman and his certain affinity crew are down in that area, I think. Yeah. So when you, when you get, you mentioned that you were recruited for 343. When that happens, do you, uh, do you, do you look up Max and say, hey, you know, what, what, do you, what do you think about this? Do you have any advice as I go into, because, you know, Max was the lead multiplayer guy on Halo 2. And he'd been at Bungie for a long time. So, do you, do you look up Max Hoberman and and sort of get uh, get any advice or or tips heading into heading into your new role at that uh, on Halo?
1: Well, I personally didn't do that um, because I didn't know Max at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the great thing is that we work with Certain Affinity, and yeah. and, and they're a partner that that we value and, and uh, love working with. So Max has tons of insight, as as does uh, his crew over at Certain Affinity, and and. Um, again because of that experience that's just, that's another positive we can, we can draw on that experience to find out things that might have been tried in the past that didn't work um, that we wouldn't have um, access to otherwise but also just because in general uh, having an understanding and a passion for Halo is always a positive things, uh, thing and those guys um, you know they know what they're uh, doing in regards to Halo so
0: if there's, uh, and I guess to close, if there's one thing that that you hope Halo four that players take away from Halo four multiplayer, what you know, what is it? Do you do you, do you want people to go, oh, this is this is Halo, I know this and love this, or do you want them to go, wow, this is totally new and different,
1: I love this? Um, <laughs> I know this may sound like a cop out answer, but it's it's really everything. It, yeah. It's all of it. Like if there's one area where people aren't um, you know uh yeah i don't i don't know exactly how to phrase this but for the most part i want them to think not notice anything uh being specifically better or worse because it's kind of like when you do it right everything works and people enjoy it and they don't know why they just yeah. they just enjoy it and so, being able to call out a specific detail or a specific element as being one of the things that's their takeaway—that's almost—it's um, less important than people overall just having a good experience with it and remembering it after they play it. And that's—that's that's really what's important: is that that people uh, enjoy this game uh, and that they uh, they leave the experience feeling better for having played it.
0: Right, Kynan Pearson, thanks very much for for sitting down with me. And uh, for more on all things Halo Four, you know where to be. IGN.com.
1: Thank you very much. Unlock lock.
2: challenge.
3: Somehow I just got tangled in my head. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> Destin. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Suddenly he's just choking to death, <laughs> turning purple. Uh Should we do something? Should we save him? He's what? Destin. He'll figure it out. <laughs> yes. What the hell happened to
3: Destin over there?
0: Yeah, Moriarty found out we were trying to steal the title <laughs> and came up just from behind. <laughs> so, uh, this is the part of the show where we do the unlock block, except uh, none of the questions were any good this week. They were really bad. There was some obscure crap that no one even at Microsoft <laughs> would know. Like, yeah. you looked it up on the internet and you, like, made some weird
2: questions. Well, so, think smarter, question? not harder. It uh, was like, what percentage what, of Xbox games have sold exclusively on the platform exclusives. today, starring Marcus Fenix?
0: Like, <laughs> really just drilled down craziness so yeah you, you, you know something that these guys would have an outside chance of knowing that's the point but not too easy so it's you got to just find the happy middle ground so i'm throwing down the gauntlets try again people send in your trivia question and you can win a prize be it a copy of guitar hero van halen and or something else cool we might have laying around. So, i'm gonna also throw down the gauntlet ryan yeah you think
2: you're so good at the xbox trivia hit us got a question yeah give us
0: one off the top of your head oh off the top of my yep. head all right give us some some of that hard-hitting xbox um, trivia um break okay. cry. all right
3: the answer is breakdown <laughs> how did you know next how did you know it's your question far cry uh,
0: what, was what the is name? the greatest game ever made <laughs> far cry what's the name of uh chair entertainment's first game
1: oh shit
0: I know this because I loved it. I love this. Is I a loved it. That too. was a good question. What was their most recent game? Uh, Infinity something Blade for iOS. Yeah, it was Infinity Blade two, or Infinity Damn. Blade Dungeons. You know, uh, that's, that was, well, that's not it. No. no, that was, was Grand Destiny. <laughs> so yeah, this game did not uh, get a lot of overall got love. It. But you got don't it.
2: even need the multiple choice. Is it Undertow?
0: Eh. Damn it! They did something before that. Xbox wow. One fool. Really. I have no idea what Advent Rising.
2: Oh my god, oh. I forgot that was them. They did it under a different name, right? Nope. Advent ah, Rising
0: no. was the game where like you could win a million dollars. Yeah, that yeah, right? was the big uh, Majesco yeah. was the publisher and that was their whole like there were these Easter egg things in the game you had to find to to qualify yeah. for the thing and nobody I think ever found. It was gonna them. carry no, over they... into the trilogy that didn't exist. <laughs> exactly. I think they did ultimately end up giving away the million dollars, but um, <laughs> hence why they had to like restart that, that, that game actually – to their actually, marketing team. Yeah. <laughs> that game had a great story. It was awesome. Great story. It was very technically rough around the edges, sure. like it was. But the but the mechanics were fun too because you actually got more and more powerful as the game went on. Yeah, and, and it, and it, the progression was really good and the story was fantastic. So, uh, yeah, I really liked. That I love game. that game. Anyway, so there I stumped you. Well done. Step to your challenge. Yeah. So I'm M- really sad it wasn't Undertale.
3: <laughs> Mitch kind of wins for at least guessing a game that they actually made,
2: <laughs> that they actually as opposed made. to three that they didn't.
3: <laughs> so
0: uh, if. So, See, that's all it takes, Uh, but I do want multiple-choice questions so I can give these guys a little bit more of a fair shot. So please send your Xbox-related trivia question along with four multiple-choice answers, uh, noting the correct one in the email, along with your uh, name and full mailing address, please, to unlocked at ign.com it's and my favorite will, email address yeah we'll play again we'll give this another shot next week we should make it more
3: difficult like blood type age oh, <laughs> last four of your social security <laughs> okay.
0: full credit card number expiration date <laughs> yeah. cv well it is late in the day i know you guys want to go home i want to go home yeah, yeah. Uh, i've got oh i'm i'm playing the wii u tonight of all things la, la, i'm reviewing la. ninja gaiden three razor's edge for the wii u no spoilers, but I, have... I I liked what I played it. Uh, Me too. At Tokyo Game Show. Now, see you and I. You uh, hated Ninja Gaiden three, though. I, Ryan and I differ yeah, on that we, game I, significantly. Yeah, you oh, really, okay. really
2: didn't. I can't like stand it. Ninja Gaiden three. I,
0: you just said you liked it on the Wii. There are the
3: significant
0: one. differences. Yeah, the, in oh, Ninja right. Gaiden three, Racer's Edge. Uh, yeah, no, I like Ninja Gaiden three, uh, not nearly as well as the the Itagaki games, the previous sure. two. But But um, point being, this is sort of it's very interesting. You don't often see a game come out later like this where it's better this drastically different yeah it's not even that it's better like it's crazy It's just different, different. we oh, don't wow. know yet if it's better i think it's better so far sure but i'm playing you know i got a lot more to go but um, you know like Games get ported to other consoles all the time. Just in the case of the Wii U alone, there's Batman: Arkham City coming out with some That's, weird. Bat- I played that at E3, not very so, disappointing. Really Mass, Mass Effect yeah. Three, which we talked a lot about yeah. today, is coming out. For I had that pre-ordered. Then
3: I remember I work at IGN,
0: and nobody's <laughs> probably going to play that. So yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah. Point being, this is this is a a very rare case where the game this game is coming out in a significantly it's the same game but it is a significantly different version of it and so it's uh so even xbox fans that are ninja gaiden fans you know are probably going to be interested in reading about this reading this review and seeing yeah seeing what the deal is that's why i took the review on Is because i'm just, sure i'm a big ninja gaiden fan and i'm curious what the hell the deal is here so that's what i'm working on mitch the comment got, section will be relieved I'm not doing it. You know what, though? It's probably still going to be a, a chaotic mess. Because oh yeah, because it...
2: why is this different guy reviewing yeah. this game? And
0: why is it getting such a you know?
2: IJ uh... gave this a three earlier. Now it's a <laughs> higher now score. It's a twelve.
0: <laughs> Internet. Anyway, um, Destin, what what of all the things you've you've tortured yourself over video wise? <laughs> you know, you you suffer for our sins. What? Uh, what can we go watch and check out on IGN.com? That is the fruit of your labor. Well, definitely right now it's Assassin's Creed Three
3: stuff, the watcher yes. content. I just found like put up all the costumes. There's a cool Easter egg where Ben Franklin talks about sex, what, and why you should have sex with older women. Whoa, yeah, and uh, going down yeah. to
0: Cougar Town with with, with Uncle Ben. ben Franklin. Franklin. So that it. one
3: did pretty well view eyes. Oh, <laughs> and the, uh, the turkey is my favorite. Oh, the yeah, turkey assassin Easter egg. Yeah, check out Easter egg. Find out, out, find egg out how bag.
2: to get find out how to get a turkey that is an assassin. Yeah. Alternate wow.
3: outfits. And it uh, uses the Konami code. Yeah. Oh, so, so good. Yeah. yeah. Also, so, which also appeared in Wreck-It Ralph, by the way. Correct. Konami code lives on. Yes. So, uh, you know, still some cool Assassin's Creed 3 stuff. I'm done with it Friday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then the DLC hits. Uh, some
2: nope, point. No, no. Nope, not happening. I'm excited for that DLC. Even though I didn't like the core game, I'm really excited
0: to play that DLC. And, uh, by the way, so w- this week we also had put together pretty spur of the moment, like 24 hours of... Uh, in advance like on monday with halo 4 coming out tuesday we decided hey let's do a let's play halo 4 with our readers tomorrow when the game comes out and everybody's playing it so it came together real quick next time we will do it again yes it seemed to go over really well and we will give you guys more advance notice so we'll announce it on the podcast so that was really fun by the way i really enjoyed I, I had such
3: i had such a great group to start
0: out me too and
3: then we were playing split screen and player two backed out and it kicked us completely out of the playlist, and I couldn't rejoin the game. Oh. I was like, no. Well, you just
0: got to go to your recent players list. I couldn't. It like, wouldn't let me join. It was locked out. Oh, locked locked lobby. Huh? Yeah. Well, like, that's oh. what they thought about you. <laughs> so like, lock that lobby. Destin's Keep has gone. Out. Lock him. So anyway, uh, that was fun, and uh, we'll do it again. Be sure to make IGN your homepage, and check out the our IGN app on Xbox Live. Yay. You can watch... Our live streams, like just today, in fact, earlier today, we had a live stream of Black Ops Two multiplayer, where we showed two off hours n- of two hours, two hours, and we showed off Nuketown 2025, the new Nuketown map, and a red dot site that the red dot is a mustache. Oh my god! No way! Mustache.
2: Mustache dot
0: scope. I have to get this game. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, check out. Be, you know, give our give our app a download. It's free if you have a gold account, and pin it to your favorites list. And so you can get to it real easy and without having to dig through the convoluted Metro I, dashboard interface.
3: I said before I'm not a big fan, but I was looking through the footage of the game. Holy crap, that game looks good! Yeah. Call of Duty, no, Black gonna Ops, good.
0: yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. That is uh, see, that's like visually, high. I mean, well, visually. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. I know we got to get out of here, but yeah. you know, Black Ops two mm-hmm. and Halo four. Both of those games were developed by very talented teams with essentially unlimited budget pretty much yeah so all of that money you can see all of that money oh, on yeah. the screen when you turn on those games it's mm-hmm. it is a significant effect it is not money gone to waste so um yeah black ops 2 is out next week i'm sure we'll be talking about that we'll keep talking about halo 4 in the meantime please follow mitch dyer on twitter at mitchy destin lagary on twitter at destin lagary that's d-e-s-t-i-n-l-e-g-a-r-i-e thank you for those of you who aren't sure about his fun, funky Canadian name. And I am DMC underscore Ryan. And of course, at IGN is your uh, source for all of our hottest headlines as they happen. So I want to thank everybody for listening. As always, most of you get at the show on iTunes for free, or you can just subscribe to the feed there. We're also on the Zune marketplace and we post the show on IGN.com as well. So for Mitch Dyer and Destin Legare, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Episode 76 in the books. See you guys next week. See you on
3: Halo. See ya.